guess who's back? You're now listening to Unapologetic, the podcast, with your two hosts, Trey and Reg, discussing any and everything unfiltered, unfiltered, unfiltered. Definitely. Matter of fact, I can't have I can't have sex with you if I don't have some type of connection with you. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely both for me. I can't give anybody access to my body if they haven't, you know, paid homage to what deserves. So, mm-hmm. I'm real picky, low body count. I may be a whole freak, very well versed in, well, relatively so well versed in BDSM, but I'm still approved. <laughs> okay. I, I, um, I like the connection first. I think connection come first and then, then. I, th- I think the pleasure is better when when the connection is good. That's how. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. All right, one two one two. We are back. Unapologetic the podcast, episode thirty nine. As always, Dre and Reg in the house. It's Aisha Hadia. If we ever had a, a podcasting best friend or or sister podcast. Coffee and Apple podcast would definitely be it. Um, and we have an anonymous guest today, and we're just going to call her Miss Anon. Um, welcome, Miss Anon. How are you? Thank you so much. I am wonderful now that I'm speaking to beautiful people. <laughs> How are y'all? That's great. That's great. Um, are you at liberty to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, So I have been in the BDSM lifestyle um, for about a decade and a half. Started a little bit younger than I should have. (laughs) Um, And for those who don't know, BDSM is bondage, domination, um, and submission, as well as uh, sadism and masochism. We can get more into that later. Yes. I need to go ahead. Sadism and masochism. Are you done? Um, I mean, I'm more of a person got to pull it out of me. What What would you all like to know? So, real before before I forget, sadism. Break that down for us, real quick. Okay, so sadism is when you receive pleasure from giving someone pain, um, mm. whereas masochism is the opposite. So it could be something as small as a slap, you know, a light slap in the face, or you know, if she likes being smacked on the butt, you like doing that. Or it could be something a lot heavier. It's a spectrum. Okay. So sadism and mass sad, sadism, sadomasochism or sadism okay. and masochism, and both and they're both they're opposite. Yeah, yeah. So a sadist. I know you've heard of like SBU. Uh, he's a sadist. He really enjoys that. So hopefully it's not going that far. But um, they just enjoy giving pain, while a masochist enjoys receiving, gets pleasure from receiving pain. Okay. So one one enjoys and one one enjoys giving pain, one enjoys receiving. All right, gotcha. Gotcha. We will definitely get into that more. Aisha, talk to us. You looking lovely today with your check it on. I like that. Oh, this is um Savage Fenty. Rihanna. She came through. Okay. Yes, um, but um, y'all know my story. I'm the host of Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. Yes, I am the official podcast sister of Dre and Reg and Unapologetic, the podcast. For whatever reason, I am always available when these guys need me. Um, and so, yeah, check me out. I'm on YouTube. 
um everywhere where podcasts can be played you can find us coffee and apple juice the podcast we're on instagram and facebook mm-hmm. and as always my right hand dre homie 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 what you know good man what's up with you i'm good same old shit here boy different toilet you know uh thursday was it today wednesday or thursday Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Man, I'm I'm really losing track of the days, man. Um, but other than that, bro, I mean, I'm cool, man. Um, you know, rocking my, my son's up and coming clothing line, man. I was, I was just uh, about to ask well. about that. Yeah, man. So uh it should be coming out uh in the fall, man. Um uh shout out to his mom that's really, really putting a lot of work. And I mean, she asked me for my input, but she's she's uh, put a lot of work into it thus far. So uh, we, we're looking to uh, make this thing official tissue, man, and and, okay. and do something for him, though. Okay. I well, mean, you won't be able to you won't be able to purchase the bit the the, the bear on on the, on the front. It's kind of a friends and family type ordeal. Mm. But uh, you I, you know, Red. Yeah. All right. I, let me get one. You know, but me too. I'm ordering. Okay. 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 You no, know, I need a hoodie sure. too, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, we, we got some got, got some phase cooking up, man. Definitely cooking up, man. But uh shout out to them. Shout out to my babies, man. What about you, Ray? What's going on, though? Well, what's what's the name again? Uh LOL, man. Uh, loyalty over liability. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, as y'all can see, I'm back home. Legacy over liability. I'm sorry. Legacy. 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 Oh my God, you are back home. I, I thought am. you were still in Alabama. Nah, I'm back home. <laughs> and I'm happy about it. Um, ended a little early, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad glad to be back home. Glad to be in my surroundings again. Um, some familiarity. Hotel life is not it. Um, can't eat the way I want to. And just, I don't know, being around, uh, you know, I like the energy in here. Energy in my, my surroundings is good. But um, man, life is great. Got a great J. Cole album to listen to. Um, I feel like the universe is back on tilt now. We <laughs> got good music, but we're not going to get into that uh, on, on this episode. Um, we're going to talk some uh, BDSM. I'm not even going try to try to pronounce the... Uh, so... Uh, Anon, I, I honestly thought BDSM st- stood for uh, bondage, slave, and master. But I got it well, all wrong. You're not all wrong. Don't worry. You got most of it right. Um, I think that a lot of people, because of generational scars, they don't like identify as much with the slave. Okay. Some people do, of course, but and there's no like judgment to those who do. But the DS usually stands for domination and submission. But really, I kind of think of it as therapy. I know that sounds weird, uh-huh. but um, I mean, some people use sex as a therapy, but I think it's an opportunity to be vulnerable with someone mm-hmm. or to completely hold the strings for someone to be open, honest. Mm-hmm. And BDSM really opens the line of lines of communication because one of the biggest things is safe, sane, consensual. No matter what you're doing, it's important that it's safe for everyone involved. Everyone involved can give consent. So consensual, but also sane enough and able to give that consent. Um, 
So it's just, it's, it's a chance to be open with your partner. I think most people are into this, um, especially in the community, but aren't always open to expressing that. So that's why I had asked you all to take the sexual alpha um, BDSM test. Literally anyone can just go Google sexual alpha BDSM. And one of the links will say the only BDSM test you need. Right. Um, and you take that test and it teaches you so much. Right. So we're going to get into that test, but actually I want to, uh, just give a, a, a brief backstory on how I met you and how we are here right now. But um, I know far as in the test, I will put out real quick. Me and Dre spoke on it. Dre said his, said dominant as fuck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my, my, mine said uh, dominant. I don't, um, Aisha, what, what, did you, what did you say? Mine says um, submissive. Um, okay. My exchange dynamic is submissive. Okay, so submissive. Now, Real quick, so me and Miss Anon, um, actually I was on Clubhouse and uh, I was scrolling through, like looking at rooms and I, I wanna say the room was called Kink Safari or Kink something. So I just happened to click into it just to listen and see what was going on. And as um, soon as I got in it, in it, I got a pop-up that said, um, I think, uh, what does it say actually? When the, uh, the pop-up it asks you if you wanna be a speaker or something like that. I think so. Yeah, I haven't know, been on Clubhouse in a while, but I think and, so. And it brings you to the front, right? So, you know, I was like, why not? So I'm in there listening. And next thing I know, someone called my name is like, start asking me all these questions because I guess they was just going around the room, checking the temperature on everybody. And, you know, started asking me all these questions about, you know, do I like to be dominated? Do I, am I submissive? Uh, am I a pet? Am I this? Am I that? And I was like, what the fuck is all this shit? So I was like, hold on. <laughs> like, but so, um, Actually, um, Miss Anand, she she ended up speaking and she gave her information and um, there's some products she sells. Um, I think we'll get her to put that information out at the end. So if anyone wants to buy some of her products, they can. But um, that's actually how me me and her met because I bought some of her scalp serum. You know, I like to support I, I like to support uh small black businesses. But um, I think that was. Thank that you. was that was a couple of months ago, uh, and I actually wanted to do this episode back in February when things was moving a little slow, and we was talking about police killings and shootings and all this other stuff. So I, I kind of wanted to get off of that, but I couldn't put it together then at that time. And I think I had mentioned something, and then Aisha had a, uh, I don't know if you was playing or not, but you had uh, said something about um, you wanted a dom. Yes, so, I do. So, so I said, well, let me add Aisha into this episode since she has said something about her wanting to dom. And uh, so so that's how we actually got here to this point, Miss Anon. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I, def I invite you all to look more into your uh, results towards the bottom because they really kind of tell you about different dynamics, uh, different power play styles. Like um, I really want to go into your interest in dominating, but, um, oh yes, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying, okay. I mean, we'll definitely get there. Oh, I'm sorry. I will give you the reins. Look at me. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Um, well, at the bottom it says things like, for example, one says, brat um 
And one says, God got us. And not only does it go into, you know, what that means, but it also says, okay, well, you may want your submissive or subordinate or slave or whatever you're comfortable calling them. You may want them to bathe you in the mornings. You may want them to worship you and wash your feet. Like it literally goes down a whole list of different ways to express what I see as love anyway, but express that kind of worship. Um, so definitely go into it. But I'm excited that you're, you're interested in doming. Tell, tell me more. Being more dominant. Oh, Aisha is, yeah, she's, she's, well, she's I'm a sub. having a dom. Oh, you well, want to have, I was like, you could be a switch. You can be both now. Wait a second. So you're so saying you're funny story. Funny story. I used to, uh, years ago, I used to have a sub of my own. I used to be a dom called, at least that's what mm-hmm. I call myself. Um, but um, I didn't, it's like at the time I was okay with it. But it's like the person that I am now because I'm already I'm already dominant in life as is. When it comes to the bedroom, I am extremely submissive. And this this quiz basically told me what I already knew, but I did not know that I was seventy eight percent brat. Yes, yes. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> so so it's, explain that to us. Um, well, brat just means that a play style would be more. Uh, mischievous or uh, more playful Um, there are different kinds of dominance and the best dominant for a brat is a daddy or brat tamer and that's because they don't see that um, challenging as a a buck to authority they see it more as playfulness and a chance to be corrected which can be very fun (laughs) but um, it's just a different play style some people really like strict obedience and following the rules and will harshly punish anyone who doesn't follow them well that's not good for a brat because they're just going to push you just to see how far they can push you in a loving way (laughs) so Aisha is a sexually she's a, a a line stepper 78%. There you go. And I think I'm like 100%. So you're good, boo. You're good. Um, I also really love separating BDSM from sex. Um, Yes, they can belong together. But for many, it's not just in in the bedroom. One person who shall remain nameless, Uh, told me this beautiful story about how she was with her, I think they're married, I don't know, how she was with her daddy, um, or her dominant, um, and she was just trying to be vanilla, which is what we call muggles or people plain. who are, <laughs> let me see. Okay. Plain, right? Vanilla's plain. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's still sweet and delicious ice cream, but it doesn't have sprinkles or, or extra flavors. Get it? Okay. Get it? So yeah. they were just trying to have a vanilla moment and she couldn't help but pout. And she pouted so much that he took her to the bathroom and whooped her there in the bathroom in public like for some people it's more than just in the bedroom of course if it is just in the bedroom that's fine but I think that it's really important to let uh, people know you don't have to involve sex you can go somewhere and just do a massage scene or you can have somebody give you a pedicure it's whatever you all are comfortable with and you should never do what you are not ready for don't let anyone um, in a dominant role make you feel like you have to obey because at the end of the day the true power is in the hands of the person submitting because they are offering that submission as a gift it, it's never owed to anyone okay um so here's a a quote that i had saw actually when i think when i was looking up the test and uh there was a lot of people saying that um you've never experienced a real orgasm if you haven't experienced one through BDSM. 
What are your thoughts on that? Um, I would say that no one can really qualify anything for anyone else, but I will say that can be true because in BDSM, it can be small or big, it can be really taboo or something really small, but usually the kinks or fetishes that you have mm-hmm. are so aligned with your desires that it opens a different level of pleasure and a different level, level of vulnerability. Um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having sex randomly, but there's something about having that emotional connection, being open and vulnerable with someone that makes that sex or just a BDSM scene if you don't have sex, but makes it closer and deeper. So I will say, you know, that's all up for debate. It's your opinion. But if you are open to your desires, you can give yourself more pleasure and healing than you thought you could have. Okay, this is a lot to unpack. (laughs) I feel it, it is. I don't. So, um, cause, cause, uh, so w- what I'm hearing is, I mean, I'm hearing therapy. I'm hearing, um, relaxation. I'm hearing, I'm hearing comfort. Um, I'm hearing connections and bonds. I don't know if, if any of y'all else are hearing that, but I mean, that's what I'm hearing as far as, and I, I guess if you don't know much about BDSM, you have, I guess, a bland idea or whatever about it. And it just looks like, a bu- you know, people whipping each other or, you know, whips and chains, masks, spikes, paddles, all this other shit. And so just from what I'm hearing now, I'm hearing something completely different. Yeah, it's much deeper than that. I like that y'all are, you're catching that. I wonder, I mean, I don't know if y'all want to be open. I am over here anonymous. So no judgment if you don't want to. But I wonder if you all know of any kinks or fetishes that you have. You can start small. It doesn't have to be big. I can go first if you're more comfortable with that. Whatever you think. Well, I don't know. Aisha. Um, so after taking this quiz, I, okay. So with this particular quiz, I had to like answer questions that I I'm taking them to my grave okay <laughs> like my porn search will never be exposed to anybody so like after after taking a quiz I felt so like vulnerable because I'm like answering questions that I would never answer mm-hmm. um but I have a lot of kinks and fetishes that I would never tell anybody about um, but my quiz revealed them to me, and it's kind of scary a little bit. Like, right, so so I'll go. So I'll um, I think one of my kinks, and it's probably the same for me and Dre. Uh, we're dominant, but um, outside of that one, I was for me speaking to me in general. Um, voyeurism. Ah, voyeurism. Yes. So you like watching thoughts. others? And- no, no, no. I don't like watching others necessarily. <laughs> That's okay. We are That's, all lawyers. Be okay. We're like, okay. So, so far as in me being watched, that's that's not an issue. Exhibitionism. Okay. Okay. Got exhibitionism. You. All right. Got you. Exhibitionism. So you may be a little bit of an exhibitionist. Look at you. Don't let your kink scare you. This is okay. Oh, look, y'all gonna oh, judge me when I say this, okay? But God made you as gloriously kinky as you are. God, God mm-hmm. is universe, which is why I put this picture up. Mm-hmm. Is you know already putting you in t- tune with who you are. So when you lean into that, imagine what you can experience. Like, oh, a different level of uh, energy is going to be attracted to you when you're completely vulnerable and open with yourself. Okay, so um, so f- far as in what I mentioned, I guess between me, me and Dre. Um, 
as being dominant, that is a kink, right? Um, I would say yes. Power exchange is definitely a kink. I was looking for something a little smaller um, without such a big umbrella, but you can definitely, oh. yeah, say that's so, so that, um, a, a kink. But I was just trying to give an example of how your kink could play um, into a relationship in a more intimate aspect that's not, you know, it, it wouldn't be seen as vicious. But I mean, honestly, y'all are already on the path. You don't even need an example. <laughs> <laughs> so so you said um you was looking some, for something smaller than dominant so dominant is probably a major one yeah because so much can go under that like you can dominate in so many different ways like oh. i mentioned earlier the daddy dominant versus the master type um versus a sensual dominant or a sadistic one so you know some people have different styles okay. um so that'd be hard for me to specifically say well, maybe not. I guess that restaurant um, example counts. Okay. He was guiding. He wasn't overly harsh, but he was a little bit sadistic. And honestly, he was a little bit of an exhibitionist because they were in a restaurant. <laughs> okay. What do you got, Dre? No, I was going to say, so as far as like kink, I guess, I guess kink, we talked about it. I talked about it months ago, but um, I'm really into choking. I yeah. like, mm. like okay. to choke. I really like, I like to choke. I like to control breathing. I like to control my partner's breathing. That's a wonderful one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look, you took, you took both of us. We over here like in a different <laughs> world now. <laughs> what were we talking about? It's a girly bit. So, so, so Mr. Mr. Mom, um, what, what, what would be the title for that? Is there a title for that? Uh, I would say breath play, but you can have breath play in a lot of different ways. Um, but uh, like, I wouldn't get so much caught up in the titles because it's wonderful to learn new things, mm -hmm. but you already know what you like. You already know what you want and labeling it won't, you know, change. I mean, it's good to learn, you mm -hmm. know, but shoot, if you can't figure out what you like, draw it on a piece of paper and show it to your partner. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I suggest fetlife.com, F-E-T. L-I-F-E, which is short for fetish life. Warning, it is like Facebook for kinksters. So you could get anything and everything on there. But at the same time, it will connect you to events, uh, groups of people who like the same things you like. Um, you, it's really cool. So I would check it out. Even it's a whole community. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> the things you do not know. <laughs> well, kink is question. Hmm? I don't want to get off topic, but what is taboo? Ooh, ooh, okay. So many things could be considered taboo, um, but just anything that would not be so mainstream or accepted by mainstream society. Anything that's not uh, the norm. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, one example of taboo would be, oh, here, let's do a light example of taboo. Okay, so DDBG stands for Daddy Dom Baby Girl, which is clearly oh, my name where I sit. So I use an example oh, for everything. Wait, wait, hold on, Miss Anon. So these, you got to explain these acronyms too when you. Oh, I am. I am. I'm going to go into it right now. Because we don't know them. Um, so it stands for daddy dominant baby girl. Um, so that just means that's a, an age play dynamic. Okay. I'm going to explain it. Sorry. An age play. Age play is where you may feel like you regress for some time. Like, do you ever like have a long day 
you just, you're out of words. You can't form anything. You're like, forget this. I'm going to go color or watch my favorite kid's show. Like you may not identify as a little, but that is in some ways a form of age play. And it's just where a consenting adult, <laughs> 18 and above, who feels that they can be a younger age. Um, and so that's taboo because a lot of people think, wait, what? You want a man who is going to act like your daddy? That's a little taboo, you know, just because yeah. it, it's along those incest play lines, but it's a light form of taboo play. A harder form of taboo play may be CNC, which stands for consensual non-consent, or some people say trigger word, okay? Some people say rape play. So that's just giving someone the consent um, to do as they please. So you can say no, and they're still going to keep going. Does that make sense? Yeah. Look, he's like too much information. No, no, no. It it does. It does. It does. I'm processing. I'm processing. <laughs> so everything is a spectrum. It's more about what you like, not so much about all the things that are out there because you can learn forever. It's more so those things that make you your heart beat faster. Right. Uh, so uh <laughs> wait, hold on, because I'm not letting Aisha off the hook. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Don't think you're in no hot. No, no, because Dre Dre revealed one of his kinks. Oh, all right. Well, I think you're comfortable. I it can did. be I, I should I got to give us at least one. I'm going to be honest, I it could be a man swiping his card for you. That's a kink too, okay? It could be anything. Um I like watching men jack off. To the far. Okay, all right. So that's voyeurism, right? Is that yeah. considerable? Okay, well, then, I mean, I'm yeah, a voyeurist. Well, I, I'd say you're on the spectrum. I, I, we don't know how far that goes. Okay. But you, you know, you can claim it, of course, if you want to. But wow, that's a great one. Okay, that's a PSA to men out there: don't send pictures. Okay. <laughs> right, send videos, and if oh, you're a moaner, make sure the audio is on point. It's something oh. about a dude moaning that turned me on too. Like, I can't just watch porn without no volume. You know what? I'm talking too much. This ain't the side of me. You are not. We should have This ain't the side of me. I want your listeners to hear and see. This ain't me. You have to edit some of this out. Wait a second. Nah, this is definitely 21 and all. That's not edited. So 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 to get into um to the test. Um it says I'm 84.58% dominant. Mm-hmm. You remember what yours what yours said, Dre? 89. Okay. Mm. So did did you have a uh dominant trait, Aisha? Um, I just know I'm 83% submissive. Okay, so, so so your dominant side is on the probably what 17%. 17. All right. So <laughs> So, um, Miss Anon, as far as in, we'll get into Aisha. Well, let's get into uh, Aisha first because she's hot. Damn. So, so her, so, so her, <laughs> she was the flip of me and Dre. Seventeen percent. Uh, well, eighty-three percent. You said eighty-three percent. Submissive. Yes. Submissive. What what does that say about her? Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it gives me two percentages for submissive. So one says six. Oh, I'm 78% brat and then 78% little or little one. What is that? Yes. Okay. 
Yay! That's what I you know yeah, what I'm talking too much. Cause we just talked about that. That's what that daddy daughter thing, ain't Well, it doesn't have to go that far, but you know, it can just be age regression. You may not have a specific age. You may not even really feel like a kid. You may just like doing kid shit, you know? You may like watching cartoons or my favorite, not having to do a single thing, being like everything from having my clothes put on me to oh, big oh, days. Like it depends on what it's you like. <laughs> so like I would just explore, you know, I feel like a lot of us like saying daddy in the bedroom anyway, you know? So most of us are going to get a little percentage on that. But you just have to think, what do you enjoy? So that may mean go on FetLife and look at different little groups and see, oh, hell no, that's not for me. Or, oh, hell yeah, this is for me. Um, so a little, like I said, is that age regression. You feel like a little kid sometimes. You feel like, you know, I, for me, I like putting on pretty dresses, coloring, and never hearing the word no. Are we going shopping? Are we cuddling? Whatever we're doing, it doesn't matter. As long as we get to have that dynamic. So um, wait, wait, wait. You color? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> Have Hella, Hello Kitty, and Lisa Frank coloring books. Don't play with me. <laughs> so, so is is this a part of the the I guess that that lifestyle that that you live in? I guess within this uh, BDSM community. Yes, and it's not overly sexual like that part. Though uh, there is a such thing as dark age play, and that can be very sexual. But um, like, that's just an example where everything doesn't have to be sexual, but it is still a part of my lifestyle. And you can be into BDSM and not be a lifestyler. You can just be a kinkster and like one thing. You don't have to live by anyone else's rules. You don't have to fit into any box. It's great to get definitions, but all you're doing is being yourself. That's it, being natural and honest with your desires. Well, so far as in what I'm gathering, I mean, we're all somewhat into that lifestyle because it, it all plays into it, whether you have, I mean, cause anything could be a kink, anything that, <laughs> that, that, that gives you pleasure or that you like. Yes. Can be a kink. So as far as in me and Dre, the, the, the dominant trait coming from you, what does, what, what, what does that say to you about us? Um, honestly, it's like a, it, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm allowed to say anything about you all. That just means that you prefer uh, taking lead in things. Um, there are so many different ways to be dominant that I would have to learn more. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it just means that you like taking lead. You like running the show. You like uh, caring for someone. I don't know if y'all noticed in the test, but they had like a 24 seven domination question. And it was like, are you able to take on the responsibilities and costs and things like that? Uh, you don't always have to align BDSM with cost. Uh, you can keep that separate from money if you want. But a dominant is really responsible for that submissive experience. It's uh, responsible for them because once you begin a scene, a scene, your consent's almost out the window because they're going to enter a different headspace. So the dominant is just, I mean, I think a dominant has so much work to do, sweet Jesus. And I'm in awe of y'all and I may be a switch, but I'd rather be submissive because <laughs> y'all got the work cut out for you. So does the... um. <laughs> The power play styles play a factor into that? Because I, I had 72% master, 61% daddy, 55% God. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. If you pull that up, uh, can you, are you looking at your results now? I am. Okay. So the first one was daddy, right? Can you read master. that? Master. Master. 72% master. Mm -hmm. Can you read that? 
Where do I find that? Okay, okay. Um, that's a lot to read. Master is the more hardcore end of dominant. Personality style will scale. They are the owner slave dynamic. Masters tend to prefer being in more of a 24-7 lifestyle relationship than just a kinky playtime. And that's yes. I think my quiz is wrong because it said I'm 61% slave. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that sounds right. You may not, also, you may not identify with that word slave. So you may have to say, yeah, I can agree with the definition, but I won't claim that title. Like I said earlier, it's not about the name you claim. It's more about your understanding and enjoyment. But like you mentioned, master is more likely to have uh, a slave. Yeah, um, control over their sub, making them. Yeah. yeah, they won't have as much wiggle room. They won't have. Um, I mean, of course, that's up to you, but I just mean a master versus a daddy. A daddy's going to put up with a lot. Little girls wrap their daddies around their fingers all the time. But a master probably won't play that shit, okay? She's going to get a punishment that will actually be a punishment um, versus the other one. What was the other one? I mean, I'm trying to look at your results now. Um, daddy, uh, 61, and God, 55. Here we go. Um, so that's a dominant who loves having their submissive worship the very ground they walk on and Whoa. treat them like a living god or goddess. So if you see, those three different styles are very different. You know, the daddies, not that a goddess can't, not that a god or goddess can't be loving, but they're not going to be so heavy on the warmth, strength, and support as a daddy would. Well, the cool thing is that one person can be more than one thing. So he can be the daddy vibe and the master vibe and the goddess vibe, or I'm sorry, God. Our results are similar. But anyway, you can be all three. You don't have to be one thing. It's just understanding how you interact with those power play styles. <laughs> Makes so, sense? Somewhat, but so, so how would you say this, this plays into... I guess um, my relationships, as far as in me me dating and looking, I guess for what, whatever I'm looking for in, in a uh, in a woman. Okay, um, well, you would go in here and read through everything and find out. Yeah, these are results, but you have to find out if this is something that you really identify with and decide for yourself. And if you do agree with the results, then you can look um, down to the bottom. You can say, okay, well, let's see. Here are a few. Well, no, I don't want to start you off on that. Let's go to the easy stuff. <laughs> okay, it says you can try out, try this out using phrases like that's a good girl or behave or let daddy help you. Things like that, a baby girl will hear and identify with. Um, and so you can almost use that as a screening tool to see you know, who melts at those words and who doesn't. So I, I don't think you should necessarily change how you are in dating because hopefully being yourself in dating, that's who you're supposed to be anyway. That stuff is naturally gonna come out. But you may use these things you know about yourself to find out who would be a better match for you. And you can do what I do, which is as soon as, body, as anybody expresses any interest, I send them the link or I say, go search sexual alpha BDSM, take the quiz and then come back. So, <laughs> you know, and y'all may learn something about yourselves and you may learn, oh, hell no, nah, I cannot deal with this shit. I love you, let's be friends. But you know, you've almost headed yourself at the past there. <laughs> okay. Aisha, what did you learn about yourself from, from this test? Don't ask me no more questions because I don't told y'all <laughs> yeah. enough. I don't told y'all enough. All right, so Dre, outside of, <laughs> outside of dominance, 
outside of dominance. And and you know what? Um, so while we was talking about this, Dre, something something um from when our episode, our old episodes came back to mind, and it kind of stuck out. I guess when I said the dominant factor, because I remember um when our earlier episodes, I think we had got into the sex conversation. It was me, you, and Chels, and um you had mentioned the fact that um something about um you're reluctant to have a female get on top of you. Right. Right. But you want me to go into that? I no, 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 no. You don't have to. I mean, if you want to. Yeah, we want to know. If you want to. But, but. What? So I will. Well, yeah, Dre, we want to know. No. Uh, Let's unpack this. If you want to. But, but, Miss, Miss Anon, well, before he, before he, he unpacks this, because I'll, I'll let you speak and then he can respond. So, um, being being that we know that he's dominant, um, and now that you know that fact that he's reluctant to have a, a a female on top of him, what does that say to you? Knowing that his his character is dominant, at I don't think that dominance is tied to any one position. Okay. Uh, to me, that says we've got to unpack this and figure out why you're hiding, holding yourself back. Is this really something that you don't like, or is there some experience that is holding you back? But you know, I, I, I even when be you a ask me, thing too though, he likes to be in control because he's dominant. Yeah, but you can, you can a girl can ride dick and still be submissive. Like you can have a girl ride you and you still be in control. Like when it comes to dominance, in my from my perspective, dominance in the bedroom to me is the the guy being in control. So if I'm on top of you and you telling me how you like it and you telling me this and you telling me that that's that's considered dominance i don't think the sexual position has anything to do with whether you're dominant or whether you're submissive i think it's just more so everything else that's going on does that make sense yes it does and also you don't have to uh, fit into a box like it doesn't make you any less dominant and also just because you're 100 percent dominant doesn't mean you're not any percentage submissive so you can have both of those in you. Sometimes dominance, especially after, oh, I want to talk about aftercare. I almost forgot that. It's like the most important thing in my opinion. But sometimes dominance after maybe if it was giving them a flogging, if it was flogging them or spanking them or whatever wax play, fire play, whatever scene y'all did, some dominance after that then need aftercare. They may need their submissive to take a more top-centered role. That doesn't mean they're any less submissive. Um, uh, I'm sorry, that doesn't mean that the person is any less dominant. You know, if anything, it shows more vulnerability. I uh, had the privilege of being in the room with the dominant and her pet. And they have this way that I thought was so beautiful of identifying when uh, for, I got to change the words. Ugh, I don't know how to do this, but long story short, just by saying a certain thing, he would understand, oh, she's in her dominant God goddess mode, or, oh, she's a human right now who has human needs. Or, um, so, so for example, um, one would be, um, she would say, hey, pet, I'm changing it because this is their personal ritual, but she would say, hey, pet. And then he knows in that moment, he needs to be submissive and playful and can have a little more push and pull. Um, or if she says, hey, drag, and then he can stand up and be her dragon and protect her and be that you know man who's going to look after her while she's still the dominant one because they're in a female-led relationship so I just really I was in awe of how they could be so comfortable and vulnerable with each other and then realize yeah you can be dominant but I know sometimes you need a cuddle too sometimes you need to be the little spoon like we don't have to get caught in these things because really it's just an opportunity for you to get closer with your person 
or persons, if you're poly, it's an opportunity for you to be more vulnerable. And the less you block yourself from who you are, the better your life is going to be. Okay. So I want to say this, and then I'll let Dre speak, and I'll let you women respond, because me and Dre are on that dominant aspect or spectrum of it. So far as in being dominant, to me, I gather being in control and... I'm assuming Dre, Dre's uh, results is a little more dominant than mine. So for his, being in control is a main part of, 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 of everything. And if someone is telling you exactly, I guess, what to do or how to do or whatever else, that's, that's a little less control than what I may be used to or want in him as well. So I don't know. Um, go ahead, Dre. Well, I think for me, man, uh, when it comes down to the question about, you know, having a woman on top of me, I don't, I don't like it. It's just not, uh, I don't get, I don't get much pleasure out of it. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't, I don't know if it's a, if it's a mental thing. Uh, no, I know it's not a mental thing. I, I think just the way my body is set up, it's just not something that I'm into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's not something that I'm into, and I think I think ultimately, I do. I, I like uh, that that, and also too. In my, in my experiences, I know that at the end of the day, I'm gonna get the job done. Right, I promise you that. So, so I cannot cut my camera off. My facial expression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but I I, I know that. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So with, with that being said, I guess I I guess I just fall to this place like, you know, bro, you don't have to do nothing because I know what to do. You want to control the fact orgasm it. as well. Exactly. In fact, though, because it's gonna happen. So that's what I'm saying. I I know that. You know what I mean? I've known it for quite some time, so. It sounds like you just know what you want. You know, I, I can kind of relate to what uh, what, what, what Dre said in, in a in a lot of different ways. I can, and we we won't mm-hmm. go into it, but um, I I definitely can. Far as in, you know, knowing that I'm I'm going to get the job done because I know you know I know myself, but uh, even on, on the uh, other side of it, I do. Well, I find myself, I guess the older I get, um, I'm a little more willing to, to uh, let, someone, let someone else have control at certain points and uh, moments. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of strength. Um, I think that uh, we, we should also be honest with the effects of America and the things that Black people have been through and how that affects how we express ourselves. Um, I think that the Black man um, is often forced to be masculine and uh, a certain thing 24-7 when that's great. You can be whatever you want to be, but also know that you should have that emotional space and that emotional safety to be vulnerable sometimes. You know, like, yeah, you may be a little bit submissive or you may just be dominant and need a break sometime. Damn, like, you know, like you should be able to express that and express yourself with someone. So from, from what I have I'm a confession. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> go on, girl. Yes, yes, go ahead. Yes. Okay, so first let me start by saying 
I really enjoyed taking this quiz, but a lot of my answers was based on what I want and have not experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I need to just be transparent and I'm going to tell y'all one of my kinks. And if I hear this ever again, y'all going to have to see me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think I want to peg somebody. Okay. Now that is so common. That is Great so fix common. Your face. A, lot fix your face. A lot of men really want that, but are afraid. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I think I listened to too much of... Um, horrible decisions podcast mm -hmm. um but I, I delete that don't delete it. <laughs> just delete just delete that whole part Look, but um, the reason so the reason why I brought up the, the quiz it, is because stop it Dre um okay so listen so like I'm okay I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out I'm really good at really Okay. I'm, okay listen I'm really good at giving head right and I've noticed that um when I'm giving head I enter this dominant type I don't know what come over me but it's like I I just be saying stuff out my mouth that I would not normally say like Ooh, like what I be, I be telling the dudes like don't roll your eyes back look at me sit up and look Ooh. at me and I be like pull your pull your camera out and record me like I just, <laughs> it's like something just comes up, but it's only when I'm giving head. It's just like I just kind of take over, and I get a good response from it. Um, like mm -hmm. the, the guy that I that I'm dealing with, like he, I get a really good response from it. But so that's why I was like this quiz. It like I've never. I feel like I've with regular sets and I'm just speaking I'm just having sex with somebody I feel like BDSM plays a part in everybody's sex life they just don't know that that's what it's called mm -hmm. ass smacking is like a requirement in black people's sex I ain't you know what I'm saying like I feel like that's just a norm but that's a form of BDSM quote unquote like so it's like I feel like even though we didn't know the name of it I've always been a submissive with a little bit of dominant semi. Y'all probably have always, always been dominant. Y'all just didn't know that that was what it's called. Does that make sense? Yes. No. You know, so I was just thinking about that, you know, just listening to the conversation. Like, I feel like everybody having sex play has some type of BDSM or some form of play within that, within their sex or within their situation, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Yes. Um, but if I hear y'all say anything else about my king, I, I want to keep, I want to go into that more though. I'm so glad you said that um, because we stop ourselves from a lot of pleasure focused on judging others or not accepting ourselves. And there are so many erogenous or basically like zones on your body that are really sensitive and turn you on. There are so many erogenous zones on your body. Like, why the fuck would you stop yourself? Like a man can come just from a prostate massage, just from like pegging. That's a different, you know, a different kind of pleasure. And surprisingly enough, that is one of my top requests. I like really make um, an effort to teach people about BDSM and to share knowledge. But a lot of people see ah. that as, I'm trying to comfort him and I am not trying to, but look, it's always, I really want you to eat my mm, or, oh, would you ever peg me? Or, oh, can you sit on my face? I'm like, hey, I was just educating you. We cannot play. We cannot see. But you'd be surprised on how many people are interested in that. And more than that, 
your person, whoever this wonderful one or more people who were made for you, they're into that. And if you're not honest with yourself about that, they'll never know that you're ready to feel the desires they've had their entire lives. Okay. And it doesn't make, okay. It doesn't make it gay. I have to say that the disclaimer, the only thing that's gay is between two sexes. So anything between a woman and a man is heterosexual. Okay. That's it. Disclaimer done. Well, well, that last part I, I definitely agree with because I think uh, us as people, it's too many things that we label as, as being gay. A, a man moaning is gay. A man, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just so- But so- you know why though, right? Why? Because it's in our generational scars because- it's in the Bible. Because the white man, when he took us, um, would make the whole family submissive by raping them with his family and children. And so those scars are still in us. We are still pushing. It's, it's actually uh, been proven in studies that we still, it takes seven generations for scars to leave, you know? So we're in our heads just trying to be ourselves. Some men out here are gay, but in, you know, in their heads, they can't let that person out they can't be that full person because that piece of them was scarred whether through them or their ancestors and so um it's in our culture you know looking down on any man who's not overly masculine when you can be a submissive and feminine man and be a man nonetheless um so these are really generational scars that we've got to work through but more than that give ourselves a break like the shit that we the people have survived you know, we got to give ourselves time and kindness and safe spaces to be ourselves, you know? Right. Well, so speaking, speaking as far as on what I'm hearing for the community, I guess the, the one thing about it is it is definitely a no judgment zone. Um, you can, I guess, be who you want to without, I guess, the, the repercussions of any, any judgment, because there is a lifestyle for each and everyone within this whole BDSM community or genre, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, is the the whole generational thing? I I understand it, but I, I just as, as I think is more prevalent with with us in this generation, far as in what we judge men off of. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just certain things that you, I don't know, like, like, like I said, uh, you, you have a lot of women that, that will say, oh, if a man moans, he's gay. Or men will say that, oh, if a man, <laughs> listen, well, hold on. If, if a man um, is giving you, uh, if he's eating you and, and he's not laying down on his stomach or he's on all four, if he's on all fours, he's gay. He, he got to be down in that sniper position. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> see, we're, we're gotta, he got to be in the prone. <laughs> he got to be in that sniper position. Gotta, so, so, Aisha, if he's not in the prone, he's gay? Hold up. But I, see, we I, have I'm, to... I'm asking. Me, personally, mm. I don't care for head. What? Is, is that okay. a fact? Like, I'll, I'll let a dude eat me out just for his Ooh. pleasure, but I don't get no pleasure from head. Well, I think from, that's because I'm receiving. Because you ain't had the right dude. 
guys learn how to do it. Go ahead, man. Try you a stud one time, okay? They will change your no, life. No, and see, this is the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I want to turn into a pair of Susans with a girl so bad, but I'm scared oh I'm going to like God. it. But I enjoy being this too much to just look you can like it for a woman. <laughs> you can like it. So I will tell you, it's fucking amazing. When you finally, the trick, I will let you know, is to hook that ankle once you find the magic spot. But anyway. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to talk after this. Back to the original. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Most definitely. Um, damn, I didn't forget. I'm all on scissors. What were you saying? <laughs> so, so, so um, listen, so w- within the last week, I, I've uh, been reading this book called um, the, uh, what's, it is called the Alpha Male Bible. And um, I think you had said something earlier, I, well, probably within the last five minutes about uh, just the men. And um. One thing that it, I guess it, it says in, in this book is that uh, even your alpha males have beta male tendencies or omega male tendencies. Like every every alpha male isn't an alpha male in every category, which we all like to think that we are. Some of the best, in my opinion, I, I don't even like using the word alpha male, but some of the best, we'll say alpha male t- uh, tendencies are submissive in nature or our ways of of serving but you know that doesn't make you less dominant for example a man who takes out the trash and fixes the car that's that's a way of serving someone but sweet jesus i guarantee you that she will be very submissive that night i never thought about that yeah because we, we it's not so much who falls into this category it's more so a way of identifying so you know what your you know how they say square peg round hole you know that you're a square peg looking for that square hole it's not so much you have to fit into this archetype and you have to do all of these things fuck that do what you want to do be who you want to be and let that other shit guide you right <laughs> so and we get i guess we're delving into relationship so so for the women that say oh i want a man that is mechanical likes to fix like to do things with his hands or whatever else when her car breaks down and she needs this or she needs that done and he's jumping to i guess do this and do that 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 is part of being in a submissive role i'd say that's a way of service you can definitely see it as a submissive act or you can see it as a dominant act the point was that it can be seen as either one and it's not always the everyday idea of what a dominant is you know that doesn't make him any less of a dominant person that's just the dominant who's serving his submissive you get it like you can call it what you want (laughs) you're still doing this you're still taking up trash (laughs) but i wanted to if i could um, highlight the importance of negotiation and aftercare. Please do. Um, so we can go ahead and we can get into this and get ready to wrap up. Yeah. Um, so negotiation, um, it's important to negotiate a scene or an interaction with someone. You're basically letting them know, yes, these are things that are like, but these are things that I'm not comfortable with. So there are hard limits and soft limits. A hard limit is something that you're never going to do. A man's hard limit may be don't touch his feet. His soft limit may be pegging. He's open to it, but he's not ready for it yet. Hmm. So um it's it's just an opportunity for you to complete be completely transparent share if you have any injuries or anything the other person can keep in mind and then once you have your boundaries you can do whatever you want because you know that your safety is kept in mind by that person you're trusting um and then aftercare is different for everyone 
for me, um, I like get my ass beat. So aftercare for me is a juice box and cuddles and rubs. <laughs> aftercare for a uh, dominant may be to rub his or her muscles or, you know, let them know that you're okay. But aftercare is something that you would discuss during the negotiation. And it's just something that you need to come down from that subspace or dom space um, gently. So when you say juice box, you're not, you're not bullshitting. You really mean no. Apple. So, so, so you really embrace that uh, brat role. Most definitely. Most definitely. My, my parents think I'm kidding when I say that I'm five years old. Nah, I'm really, <laughs> when I'm not so, paying bills, I'm five. All right. So hold on. This is a real life question. So I guess a, a man, a man that's entertaining you, or a man that's with you, and y'all, y'all are romantically involved with each other. Um, if he was to bring a bottle with milk in it, that is that is an actual turn on for you. She said she's five. Five year olds don't like milk; they like juice boxes. So you going into very the- giggly. <laughs> I would be very giggly and a lot more submissive than normal, but I wouldn't be overly turned on. You know, it would be something that's sweet and kind and affectionate, like flowers. Like that's just another love language that 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 person would speak. So it's it's for you, you know. Not everybody likes sippy cups. I fucking love sippy cups. Fuck that. But you know, other people like pacifiers. That's not my shit. But but it's not so much about what I like. It's about what you like and your person likes and learning each other. You know. So you you saying from from a stand? So you saying you would like you said you you would find it you would find it cute, and uh, you would find yourself being some form of submissive because he's trying to meet you where you are, basically. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He won't have to fight as hard if he can just head off the bullshit. That that's a trick, y'all. So if you're ever dealing with the brat. Uh, okay give her what she wants and she'll give you what she what you want to so. so so would you say it's it's fair to say that i guess in every woman lives a little brat maybe um a lot of people don't identify with that a lot of times in the community it has a negative connotation but i just see it as positive and a blessing because black brats were in the world but i wouldn't say that every woman is a brat a lot of people find that word offensive others you know i'm proud of that shit <laughs> All right. Um, so before we close this out, I, I saw one thing that I do want to ask you about. Okay, my exclusivity versus openness says monogamy 60%, non-monogamy 40. Yes. Okay, so polyamory means many loves, and that is the opposite side of the spectrum for monogamy. So monogamy is one love. So one guy and guy or one girl and girl or guy and girl, whatever, or non-identifying person, uh, people who are together. Um, But my think, in my opinion, most people are a little bit polyamorous. (laughs) That's just my opinion though. Um, But for example, poly could be a triad. So a guy and a guy and a girl or two girls and a guy. Um, Poly could be a close triad where they can only interact with each other. Um, poly can be something bigger where it's different people come in and out of people's lives. Uh, poly can be non-sexual. Like me, I am polyamorous romantically, but monogamous sexually. Um, so I don't have more than one sexual partner um, at a time, just because that's not what I'm comfortable with. But I will have, you know, a governess who looks after me or, you know, I'm interviewing a daddy. I'll consider a submissive. Um, so 
polyamory is not any one thing. I don't want to go all into it because I know you're trying to wrap up. No, no, you're um, good. But you're it good. just means that <laughs> it just means that you are cool, even though you are mm, for the most part monogamous. A little part in you is considering polyamory so you may just want to have a threesome one day or maybe you and your girl one day may want a sister wife like that could mean anything for you but that doesn't mean that you can't be monogamous I've been polyamorous my whole life but I was in a monogamous relationship for seven years Um, it's just again just being more aware of you and the things that you like okay um (laughs) (laughs) all right uh my exhibitionist is 96%. Wow. I bet you have a lot of fantasies of doing it outside or almost getting caught. <laughs> it's actually really fun. We're not even going to listen. I, <laughs> not, I've, I've done a lot. I, I've, I mean, balconies, open windows, whatever. I mean, it, Voyeur is 78. Um, I don't, this is a very interesting test. I think I'm going to put this in the, uh, in the, I think I'm going to put the link in the bio. Well, not in the bio, but in the comment section of, of this uh, episode. But um, so real quick, before we close out, let, let's, let's talk about the, um, I guess the, the uh, psychological part, um, the uh, therapeutic parts of this, as far as, in, I guess, getting to know yourself, getting to know, I guess who you're dealing with and the, the non-sexual parts of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I like to use examples that I, um, so for me, um, uh, because I'm a brat uh, and I run a lot of shit, it's really difficult for me to uh, let everything go and it can be overwhelming and it's hard for me to make things focus. Well, if I have a play partner who can then, you know, give me the discipline that I need, my head is more focused and clearer. I can let go of those things in the past that were holding me back or that I was sad about, or if I was unhappy with myself about something, that's a chance for me to forgive myself and let things go. Um, So that's a way that BDSM can be therapy. Some people push and push and push until they cry. You know, I've had people who, uh, I've heard of people who couldn't cry at all, but then they had that one scene and it broke the dam and they were able to heal. Um, you can use almost anything as therapy if you use it in the right way. You can also harm yourself with a lot of stuff. But um, also uh, being open and vulnerable and emotional with someone um, uh, in this, I'm, I do that a lot, sorry. Um, but in this society, society, everyone's saving face and everyone's afraid to show that crack, you know, in their uh facade if they have one well here's a chance to be vulnerable with someone here's a chance to be open and let go with someone and then on the other hand if you're more on the dominant side there's a chance to be have someone completely to be in complete control of something there's something that you can control or there's someone that you can help or save in that moment in that specific situation um so bdsm can definitely definitely be therapy not just the kinds that cause pain um, but also fire play, uh, massage play. Um, I mean, some people do acupuncture. That can get the toxins out of your body. There are just so many ways to use um, pleasure to heal, to lose, use vulnerability to heal. So Aisha massaging ass been doing BDSM for a while then. First of all. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> we are not going to have this conversation. <laughs> 
Oh, we are not conversation. <laughs> that's different okay that and it's crazy because a lot of guys believe it or not believe it or not a lot of guys that i meet they try to like they they try to get me to go there mm-hmm. these, be guys, these be guys that i know they don't necessarily just be my clients but like foreplay for them is them massaging me like but that's a whole nother couple. You can massage the masseuse, can you? You can. I get massages Ooh. all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> like I remember, I went through. A, I went through a period where, like, before sex, you had to rub down with lotion. Mm. Like we couldn't. You, we couldn't do nothing until I was fully moisturized. I had went through a period where. Like the guy who I was dealing with, I was like, I need you to lotion my body first. I'll be fresh out the shower, dried off. I need you to moisturize my body first. Like, and it wasn't like no kink play or nothing. I just, I don't know. It's like I needed him to do something for me before I did something for him, kind of, sort of. Is that a kink? That's a kink, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Especially tantric massage. Well, see, I didn't see that, but that, that goes back to what I was saying. Like a lot of stuff we be doing is considered kink or BDSM. We just don't be knowing the exact name to call yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. And then the reason I really wanted to talk today is because a lot of people think that kink is a white thing and it's not. Kink is for all people of any, you know, race and shit. If anybody needs the therapy from it, I think it would be us. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> So I'm definitely trying to get rid of that white thing mentality. Me and Dre talked to the, talk about this episodes ago to where it was things, you know, th- things we've done within the last five, six years to where people say only white people do like uh, river rafting and, you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's so much out there for us to do and experience that that is, I mean, that we're missing out on that part i even found two events in you all's area okay so get on fat life okay and go look one of them is a slodge this one is in greensboro north carolina that's my area and it says 68 people have rsvp'd which one y'all coming to greensboro with me see look you guys all have to go okay (laughs) and and that's an opportunity because i can tell you the difference between a slosh and a munch so a slosh is where kinky people get together and drink so they'll meet meet at a bar and just chill and talk um munch is where kinky people get together and eat so it's just a vanilla um which y'all know the terms now. Oh yeah, it's a vanilla activity, but with kinky people. So it's an opportunity for you to go without walking into somebody's dungeon or play partner and being overwhelmed. You can just go be yourself and learn and listen and talk. Okay. So I have go. a question. Yeah. Can, okay, are you familiar with soft dom? Yes. Okay, can you um explain it to me? Because I fell into this black hole on TikTok where they was mm-hmm. talking about a soft dom um or soft dominant um can you explain that to me a little bit more yes definitely uh so a, a, a soft dom let's let's give you an opposition so a sadist is someone who likes to give pain so a sadistic dom is going to want to give more pain than usual a soft dom is going to want to give more love and care um any word has the connotation of denotation so yeah i can define it for you but other people may define it differently um so soft just means they're going to be kinder more gentle more sensual um 
that may be an easier term for you, but you may not like pain all the time. You may not want anybody to choke you all the time. Maybe you just want, you know, hugs and kisses and kisses and, you know, gifts and stuff like that. So that's a soft on. They're just going to have a softer, kinder, more gentle approach. Doesn't make them any worse or any better than a, a, a dom who's different. And a dom can be soft, sensual, and sadistic. So I hope that defines it. It do. Yay. <laughs> so um, I'm about to end this one. But I, I so I've been to swinger clubs before. Um, mm, never you been. Mean, that's, freaky ass. You say, you say you've never been? Missing mm-hmm. on? No, I have not. Oh well, I'm not gonna ask you this question next. I was I'm gonna ask you about a uh, uh, trap trapzees in Atlanta, but never mind. Trapeze, I've heard of it, but I've, again, I've never been to. I don't cross those lines. I don't judge anybody uh, who who is a swinger. I just tend to separate oh, my kink from I'm sex. I'm not a swinger, but yeah, I'm not a swinger either. I've been just to a swinger. club. Yeah, just the club. I mean, because it's it's more than a club, and as Drake 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 can attest to. Since he uh, just spoke up, I mean, it is you can go have drinks, you can have food, you can watch, you can. There's different parts of the the actual club. Right. I think it's really nice that the swinger community is really accepting of the BDSM community, mm-hmm. and I would say the same vice versa. I've just I just haven't crossed that line. I'm, I told you I may be open this way, but I'm really a sexual prude. I'm very specific about who my sexual partners are. I'm real picky about who gets to see all this fineness. So a lot of those things, even though I do have experience in BDSM, a lot of those other things, I don't. Um, so I can tell you about conferences, classes. I can tell you who to meet in what city. I can tell you there's probably a dungeon in your area or a play party, but I cannot tell you. <laughs> a dungeon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, I'm a member of the dungeon, a dungeon here. Let me see if there's one in that area. That, I, that sounds a little more on the deeper end than a, a actual swingers club but Andre what's on your mind? Oh she called is all of this information new to you or just shit you, you already knew? Yeah no no it's, de- it's definitely new I'm just I'm just soaking it all in I mean she called I'll you be, Andre I, right fact like look I looked up like damn mom and mom no but uh but like for me, you know, for for me, the the what is it, the BDSM uh, whole ordeal. I mean, it's not particularly my cup of tea, but I don't knock nobody who's into it. You know what I'm saying? It, it was you know today was very informative for me. I'm not. I don't know how much of it I'm really going to use, but I think uh, I am impressed by how um, you know Anam mm-hmm. is really like. She is whole real life educated to this shit, man. This shit is it's really amazing. So I so sh- sh- I salute you, honey, for you know you really uh knowing what the hell you talking about. Cause she, she, if anybody else comes to me, I'm gonna refer back to this episode and be like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I know I'm saying. <laughs> so so let me ask you a question, Dre. As yeah. far as I guess what what was said. Okay. How much of it? How much of it do you look back and say, like, well, damn, I am a little more into a BDSM lifestyle than what I thought I was? No, no, I, I think for, for me, man, uh, I can, uh, I can. He's kink adjacent. What's up? I said he's kink adjacent. He's fine with being dominant, but he doesn't need any more sprinkles. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, yeah. I, but I, I think, uh, uh, mm, yeah, man, I'm just a, a, a dominant motherfucker, man. That's just what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. They don't got nothing to do with uh, <laughs> past experiences or yeah. no shit like that. I guess it has everything to do with confidence and uh, mm -hmm. co confidence in history. How about that? Right. <laughs> history don't history don't lie, bro. So I, I was looking into two um locations. I was actually thinking about taking a vacation to Mexico. Um it's it's an island, temptation, well, a resort, temptation and desire. And they are both, I guess, along the lines of that. But um <clears throat> they're nude resorts. Which so freaky ass. <laughs> Aisha. No, no. Well, so, that's so, why you enjoying this episode so much. Listen, so, so you you have the option to where you want to be nude or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can, you can. But you should not be surprised if you if you walk out on the beach and you see people walking around naked, or you're at brunch and you see people naked. Like you shouldn't be surprised. And actually, I was um I was like, damn, let me check this shit out. But you can't go there unless you're like coupled up. So you have to, you can't go there by yourself. You have to be with someone else as in a mm -hmm. couple, as in you and another woman or whatever else. So that was my setback. But anyway, whatever. That's most because they don't want to create a space where there's a lot of single men ogling mm. women. That it's just a way, even BDSM clubs are often like that. Yeah, or if you can... Yeah, I mean, I know it seems unfair, but I mean, what's the harm in bringing your friend who's a girl, right? I know, but it's hard to bring a just, just, just so it's hard to find a woman that that is, I guess, open to where she is comfortable enough to walk the beach and see naked people, or even her walking the beach topless. Fetlife.com, F-E-T-L-I-F-E.com. Say that, okay? There are 30,000 <laughs> people in this North Carolina group. 30,000 people. Let me jot that down. But anyway. And also on Facebook. A lot of people, there are so many poly communities on Facebook. Like, I had no clue until recently. So, there, we're... Else out there, but, um, <laughs> but, but Miss Anon, Miss Anon, do you have anything that you want to plug or you want to tell the people um, yes. as far as in anything you got going on for yourself? Um, we can't. You're, we can see your email, but the people. <laughs> so I want. I want you to plug your stuff and how. I guess. Um, anything, any products that you're selling or anything that you want, because like I said, I, I met you through. I guess. Um, Clubhouse, but you was actually ha had um things that you were selling. So, anybody that want to support black businesses or small on, on, owner, uh, small business, plug yourself, please. Yes, thank you. So I sell liquid gold. Um, it is scalp serum that will grow edges, connect beards, give you length, fix your eyebrows, all of that. It actually works. It is all natural um, and it works on all hair types. Um, my hair is 4C natural hair and it broke off at my neck and now it's past my shoulders <laughs> because of it. Um, so if you want to order it, just email scalpserum at gmail.com. If you have questions, want pictures, 
um, any of that. I just really have a passion for helping people feel confident with their crowns. Mm-hmm. So for y'all, because I know y'all can't see it, it's scalp serum, all one word. Yep. Miss Hydea. Sister podcast. Um, this topic was extremely interesting. I just want to let you know, guys know I was extremely vulnerable. I confessed things that uh, my mama would probably kill me and drown me in holy oil if she knew. (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest, that was the vanilla side of me. I'm not telling y'all nothing else. But um, I am at Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Check me out. You know, it's funny that you say that because, uh, so my mom is very religious, right? And, my mama um, not religious, but that's just <laughs> goes to show how, like, she'll become religious if she was to watch this. <laughs> you never know. She may be into it. You don't even know. Have you? Look, your daddy See, may be more dominant than you thought. These are conversations. I can't have conversations like this with my mama. Now, my other sister, huh? my mama sit and talk about they six lives <laughs> together, but I just can't do wow. it. They just. Lucky. I can't do it. Of course, you know me and Dre can't talk talk like this around our moms, but <laughs> but um the what I was saying is the funny thing is because like my mom, she's very religious. Like so when my mom come here, I have a little bar. My mom will come here every time she come here, she lay her hands on a bar and she'll pray because she don't drink like that. She don't drink at all, but she'll lay her hands on a bar, she'll pray. Um there's one time to where I looked and uh, over my door, it's like a little, like, like she'll take the little anointing oil and she'll put like a cross over all doors. And I don't like. <laughs> I put crosses on all my walls. My mom be blessing this place. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> like, I just happened to see it out the blue. I don't know what be going on, but whatever. Um, I have a story for y'all if you want to hear it. It is about this. Is it short? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Do do we need to uh, do it after the podcast, or we can do it on? Oh, it's up to you. No biggie, no biggie. It's okay. Go ahead. Is it is it is it a good story? It was just a little embarrassing BDSM moment between ahead, you know. We want to hear this before we before, <laughs> before me and Dre closes out. Go ahead. Long story short, I was considering a daddy sub at the time, mm-hmm. and I had bought him leather harness a chastity cage. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a cage for the cock that won't let it get hard. Anyway, and a few collars and a few uh, leashes. And I told the lady, don't drop it off yet. I'm leaving town. I'll be back. And I was visiting my parents for the summer and looking after them. And next thing I know, I get a call from my mom. Hey, baby, did you get a package? I said, probably, mama, you know, I shopped way too much online. She said, well, baby, uh, I didn't know what was happening. You know, the George Floyd just happened and some random white man dropped off an unmarked package with bad duct tape. So I had to open it, baby. And I didn't want to know this about you. She found the cock cake, the, <laughs> the leash, the collars and the leather harness. And she had to open it. When I tell you I was supposed to come back that night and I canceled my flight, I said I'm not going home. <laughs> so that's my little story. <laughs> Yo. I got a book of stories. I don't, listen, I don't know how I would live that down, but you said oh. uh, a, a chastity 
K's that yes. don't and allow a, a man to get front. hard. Yeah, yeah, a lot of men like that. What? Hey, if more men were in cages, we had a we have a lot less people out here being cowardly if they were just following directions. Cases that don't allow a man to get hard. Yeah. Wow. Not all men deserve orgasms, but let me not let me not start what? there. Just... Listen, <laughs> Dre. <laughs> Could you imagine your mom finding your toy kit? Jesus. <sighs> okay, funny story, real, real quick, real, real quick, y'all. So yes. my, my mom, when she comes over to my house, she'll come and lay in my bed. Now I keep my vibrator up under my pillow because I need <laughs> access to it at any given moment. So imagine how hard my heart was beating when my mama came and decided to lay in my bed on my side of the bed because I only sleep on one side of the bed. And she's laying on my bed on her stomach with her hands up under my pillow. Oh, Jesus. Now, thank God this was on this particular day, my, my vibrator had rolled back in between my mattress and my headboard. But God almighty, y'all don't know how bad I would have just got in my car and drove off and she <laughs> my vibrator. Okay, like, that, that is just a conversation you don't want to have with your parents. Mm-mm. You just don't want to have. So now when she say, hey, Isha, I'm going to come over for a little bit, I just pack everything up in my little uh, toy bag and hide it up under my bed somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> embarrassing okay poor baby hey it reminds me of that Dave Chappelle skit when that when, when the little boy was like mommy I found your lightsaber <laughs> I love Dave Chappelle <laughs> swinging a, vibe, a dildo around but yes <laughs> Dre, Dre. <laughs> well, again thank you Miss Anon for coming on uh, you know we de- I definitely well we definitely appreciate it I learned some new things uh, that's always good. I'm always into learning. Uh, Aisha is always a pleasure having you on, huh? Appreciate you, bit dog. I fought with you to the end to the casket dip. Uh, like, subscribe, share at all costs, man. Get this thing out there, man. We got some good content, yeah. and uh, we're just trying to keep this thing. We're gonna keep this thing rolling, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say, as always, that mental health is real. Um, I think everyone here um, understands the importance of mental health. And at the end of the day, we may not all be subject matter experts, but we can get you in the right direction for the help that you need. First step to it is just acknowledging that you need help. So other than that, man, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And, and just to, to piggyback off what Dre said, actually uh, May is Mental uh, Health or Mental Awareness Month. So listen, find that help. There's plenty of avenues, plenty of ways out there. Um, and check on your friends, even though the, the ones that say they're okay, because a lot of us say, say we're okay and we're not okay. I go through it a lot of times. Listen, do not be um, shy to, to let a friend know that you got some things going on. You might need somebody, somebody to talk to. But um, thank you everybody for tuning in, for uh, continuing to support us and watch us. Um, Listen to us. We appreciate it. Miss Anon, Aisha, um, thank you for joining us. Aisha, you already know what time it is. Um, Miss Anon, thank you. Thank you for uh, giving us this information. This is an episode that's probably, as I said, uh, I I wanted to do it back in uh, February, but it's been kind of a a long time coming because I just wanted to put it together the right way. And I think we kind of... 
did it right. Yeah. The information that we did and things we talked about. Um, and I appreciate you and your knowledge and wisdom and actually uh, what, you, what you shared with us. Um, this is a little different than, than what, what me and Dre normally do, but I mean, it, it, different is always good. Um, I do enjoy the episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in, like I said, and watching us, episode 39. Um, we don't have a name for this yet, but it is what it is. Thank you everybody. Um, as always, we're unapologetic, we're unfiltered, and we will catch y'all next week. We out of here. Thank you. Have a good day, y'all. You know what it is. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unapologetic, the podcast. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. You better follow me.